Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Evergreen season rolls on, Andy. I know that uh, you're doing a fantastic job of handicapping these uh, college basketball conference tournaments, so congratulations. Um, But this podcast is not about basketball. It's not about sports at all. It covers a topic which we've gotten a couple questions on recently, which weaves in pretty well to uh, my at least my activities over the weekend heading to the Sloan Conference, not to learn anything really about data science, but just to uh, just to network, just to meet people in person, talk through uh, with some of the heavier hitters in the gambling space about uh, their experience, uh, learn from them, uh, and you know just in general, quote unquote network a lot of sloan it turned out was just hey i have something that i want to sell to someone or i have a a product that i want to uh uh you know to sell out to a bigger entity or i want a job for working for some sports team or some sports company was Um, was that the buzzword of the week neural networks neural network it was big yeah it was big um but that's not the type of network we're going to get into today this is uh this is not math 102 this is not math 202 uh this is uh this is more about sort of the soft kind of, I don't know, but soft, but, but more valuable aspects of, um, you know, what it takes to be a long-term successful player in this space, in my opinion. And that is having a, a network of uh, friends, connections, business associates that you can lean on to learn and grow and, and understand better what's happening. And then from there, pivot into, you know, expanding your reach, expanding your liquidity, uh, and I think, you know, as you level up in this space, as you get better and better, like those things become as important or more important than the handicapping of the game itself. Does that ring true at all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it used to be just like when we first started, you know, what, whatever, if you even want to call it networking, just chatting with other like-minded individuals, it was just like, oh man, like this guy's good at baseball and I suck at baseball and I'm going to play all his plays. Like this is just it's good to finally find people you can trust to give you good input on stuff. And I think it it goes a lot further than that eventually, but I mean, it's a good way. It's a good place to start for sure. Hmm. So this, this, this kind of leads into then maybe like uh, we'll, let's go back in time. Do you remember a time in your life where you were betting on sports, where you were completely on your own? You weren't really talking to anyone on a daily basis about what you were doing, about your process, about what was happening. Uh, you were just kind of in a bubble, handicapping on your own. Yeah, I mean, we told we've told the story a lot of times about how we we both were doing this like 15 years ago. You know, college age kids just kind of screwing around with it, and I think that's where I was back then. Where just you know, I watched the NFL. I love the NFL. I'm a red blooded American boy. I, I'm going to watch football on Sunday, and you know, I ended up thinking I watched an awful lot of football. I should be able to win at this so it was you know there was no information coming in besides anything i did and you know even back then i'm not even sure if i was doing much maybe like cbs sports line that was like my research site for football just like hey is somebody injured that would have been probably the extent of it but yeah no <laughs> besides you know water cooler talk or just a little talking to the buddies but i definitely wasn't running running by uh you know spreads and stuff with anybody else so then you started a Twitter account. Then you're posting free plays. Then you're responding to people on Twitter. The next thing you know, you get pulled into some chat group. And, How, and, you, and you hope it's a good one because there's some you bad hope it's ones. A good one. There's some bad ones. But you get pulled into some chat group, right? Now you have a group of people who are kind of more willing to talk process, more willing to share information in a direct manner, you know, more willing to you know, basically pass along trade secrets. Uh, did you feel like there was an immediate improvement in terms of your performance just by having exposure to kind of more co- like pot committed, hardcore, uh, you know, serious professionals in the space? Yeah. I mean, for sure. And we all say that too, but like just uh, when we started the podcast, how we both became better at betting NFL and I mean, it's kind of a microcosm of that. Not only, you know, we, we would always just say it's us sitting here every week talking it out with each other and that's improving our process. But I mean, that was just what one, one or two hours out of the week. 
you know, there was a lot of times behind the scenes where we're talking to each other in chat or with other people, you know, it was kind of a, a sum of the parts as far as, you know, getting better at the NFL, having our handicap, having more success betting. And a lot of it was just the, you know, the networking with a bunch of, a bunch of people who had a lot of different ideas. And I think that was the thing I learned first. I, I don't know if I, maybe if I come off this way at all, because we usually, I think we agree too much for me to come off this way. I'm kind of stubborn about certain things. And I think that's something I, that was a lesson I had to learn. Like, man, there's a thousand ways to do this and you, you got to listen. Like you got to listen a lot because uh, especially if somebody's like, there's people you're not going to like. And that's the toughest thing is when somebody there's that meme, like it's an onion article, like, Oh, the, the worst person, meme. you the know, worst made, person. Made a great point. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I might have to even post that yeah. one. That one cracks me up so hard and it uh-huh. sucks. It sucks. And somebody who has like a, a regrettable personality makes a good point. Cause then you it almost works against you in a, you know, probably some sort of cognitive bias sort of way. Like he's wrong. Cause, cause he's an idiot. So I, I think the opposite now wouldn't that's so counterproductive. So yeah, I definitely had to work on maybe being a little less stubborn about some of my preconceived notions. I think that helped a lot because there is so many smart people. You'll never know everything. And yeah, I, I benefited greatly in tennis and football and honestly, yeah, everything. I think uh, my handicap has improved just in general and my process has improved just taking a lot of things from other people's processes. Yeah. And um you know, as you go through, if you're, if you are being, if you're trying to improve, if you're trying to go from break even to, you know, or just, just, just coin flipper to break even, like that's a big, that's a big space to cover going from literally like, okay, well, I've mastered some of the, you know, some of the um, pitfalls of a being a beginner where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm variable unit size and chasing and going on tilt and, you know, wiping out my bankroll and redepositing and, you know, like, you know, that there's there, once you've kind of got that mastered and now you're just, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm settled into this. I'm, I'm doing it well. I'm, I'm picking games, but I'm still like at 50, 50 long-term here. Um, I think you have a lot of questions and you have a lot of thoughts. You have a lot of untested theories. Um, and you almost certainly need some kind of mentorship, if not just uh, a group of peers to talk that stuff out with. And I think it's pretty, um, it was pretty valuable part of my um, progression as a player uh, to have that network on, you know, at the ground level to, you know, of like-minded people, of people that knew a little bit more than me to ask questions, talk through things and, and weave their uh, insights into my process and and make it better. And I think uh, that kind of just speaks to the overall network effect, which is a necessity in this space because you can't go to grad school for this. You can't go, uh, you know, take an online course on how to be a, a good gambler. Like that's not a thing. Uh, you almost certainly have to learn it uh, through, you know, f- you know, through this, you know, this mechanism that we're talking about. And you know, I think I would recommend pretty much anyone listening, like if you are, you know, being serious about your performance in this, and you, you know, you see uh, a handful of people who reply to tweets of, you know, of some of the you know, the bigger names on Twitter and they have the same questions that you have, or they have the same thoughts or insights that you have, like start chatting them up, start building a network that way from the ground up. I think it's pretty valuable to have people uh, that you can talk to on a regular basis, uh, you know, that are interested in the same sports as you interested in the same, uh, you know, kind of angles and topics and, and uh, uh, you know, are, are highly active on social media. And I, and Twitter is, I, has been an, an exceptionally valuable tool to uh, to manifest that from at, at step one, and so I think it was it was pretty eye opening to me, like how how valuable that was. Uh, after you know you got got a little bit of credibility in the space, and you know a couple hundred followers, and you're you know you're putting questions out to this, to to you know to people and putting your own plays out. Like at, at that point, like you can kind of run into a wall where you know where you don't really know where to go next and uh and i think at you know at that point you you absolutely have to you know try to broaden your your network and twitter is a perfect medium for that um you know i think you know it's like oh you you guys hey because we talk about this like we've met a lot of cool people through the podcast 
Well, I mean, you know, it, it did work that way. Like you get into a chat with a few guys and then you meet some yeah. more people. And, you know, in our case, we were lucky because the, and I mean, lucky, but also hard work. I mean, it's not like just somebody handed us a podcast and, and it, we got to meet people and they set up all these meetings and interviews. Like we did that, but at the same yeah. time, it, it was a super beneficial for our networking because of the people we ended up meeting. And there's, you know, a lot of those people I don't talk to a ton, but at the same time, like uh, I've, I've called on some of those people when I have a, a serious question that I know they have a, you know, that they're a great resource on. And it's so nice to have some resources like that when you, when you do need, a, you know, the right answer to a question. So I think where I'm going with this as I'm rambling is, you know, let's say you're Joe Schmo, you know, on Twitter, you follow some podcasts, you listen to some people, you watch, you watch Preston on ESPN, maybe the other one with the, the thumb and, uh, you know and and you don't really have you're not really networking you know you're maybe commenting on some stuff on twitter sure yeah you're on the you're on gambling instagram like yeah you know you can't just well that sounds good and all andy maybe i'll just start a podcast and meet all these people that's not super realistic so like how you know i was thinking you know that's what i would be thinking if i was listening to this how do i just i can't just create a network out of thin air what's a good starting a good starting point Good starting point, in my opinion, is literally just you. You either need someone who has, you know, who has a, you know, a, a, a semi-private group because, uh, you know, again, you know, like you're not going to get, you're not going to get um, good answers in a public space. You're maybe you aren't going to ask good questions in a public space because, uh, you know, to a degree, I think there's sort of a hesitancy to share knowledge and share you know, broadly broadcast, uh, you know, like especially meaningful knowledge. I think, you know, people who know generally tend to take those conversations offline because number one, like if you kind of know and you want to share information, you don't want to put out something there that's wrong or looks stupid. Uh, and if you definitely know, and you think it's especially valuable and you, you know, you just kind of want to met out that sort of information, you know, in a small dosage, as opposed to just blasting something super valuable, then, you know, I do think you need to be in, in smaller, smaller setting conversations, as opposed to just having, you know, like a Reddit forum or like a, you know, a Twitter thread. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think like, honestly, my best advice would be if you, and, and what we're talking about here specifically is sort of a knowledge building network, right. Based on peer to peer kind of uh, question, answer discussion. Uh, and, um, you know, this is one of several kind of theories and topics we're going to dive into, but I think it's a good one to start because I think we're talking to a lot of, you know, serious players who are still at the recreational level who want to improve their performance. And, you know, the best thing I can tell you is, you know, you need to find a like-minded group of people who care about the same sports, who care about gambling and who are pretty active uh, and, uh, you know, who you get along with. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to find figure that out the hard way. Right. Yeah. No. And, and, and like you said, just, talking to some people that know what they're talking about. Cause it's one of my favorite things. And I talk about this a lot during the NFL season. It's like, when I like a play, I take two steps backwards and I try to make a, I try to make a case for the other side. You know, if I'm uh, if I'm on the Niners over, I sit back and I, I look for some, you know, I don't want to say narratives, but I want to look for some stats or something that, that would make me want to bet the under or go, you know, go against a play. And sure. that's one of, it's one, one of my favorite things is when somebody disagrees with one of my plays yeah, in for one sure. of these, because then I can ask them like, what are you seeing? Yeah. Especially early in the week when I'm not down yet. And it's really nice to know like, Hey, this is somebody I respect somebody. I, I think they know what they're doing. I've seen, they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. why, why are you against me on this? And uh, you know, a lot of times I, I think, especially with the NFL, some of the people we talk to, especially you and I, I've been talked out of more bad plays than I can Oh, of course. Oh, like of course. When, when you're early in the week and you're just shotgunning ideas and like, hey, I like these 10 things. You and get then, a dissenting and, opinion. Oh, and some of the dissenting opinions are, it's just something you didn't take into account at all, but like, oh my God, good point. That one just got crossed off so fast. Where, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like you said yeah. at the very beginning of the podcast, you're doing this by yourself. Maybe you're just like, well, nothing's going to change my mind on these. I'm just going to start clicking buttons. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fire, fire, fire. Um, okay. So I, again, you know, I, and you know, like, I guess another good, great example, knowledge-based, uh, you know, like we have a good friend who is exceptionally good at math, who we met through doing this podcast and I don't, you know, I mean, uh, he's you know, okay, <laughs> but like, 
do you feel like you can, you know, behind closed doors, but, you know, in a, in a, in a Twitter DM, like you're more willing to ask questions that may otherwise make you look stupid. I feel like we owe him money. <laughs> like literally, I feel like he should, which I'm not going to, if he, if he is listening and I'm not going to give you money, but for sure I've, I've wasted so much of his time having him explain math to us. Which is nice because math, oh my God, if you're not doing, if you don't understand the math, like let's say you don't even understand like the true probability of a roulette wheel, you're not going to, you're not going to have a, you know, you're not going to have a good time trying to figure out actual, actual probabilities in the sports betting space. But yeah, that, that, that's a great example. Like there's a ton of times where I run into maybe a math concept or I just want to double check what I'm trying to do and if you have somebody who's way smarter at you than something, it's it's awesome to be able to really make sure you know what you're doing rather than just having to sit there and Google a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, so that's I think that's I think that's the, the the lowest and first and maybe most useful and important tier to talk about as far as building a network goes. If you're out there on an island, you need to find some like-minded people who you know you just need to you need to make friends. You need to make imaginary friends. Seriously, like, you know, find people that are kind of as active as you, same time, same place, same sports, you know, and, and Twitter is a great mechanism for doing that, although obviously not the only one. Um, and uh, yeah, start chatting it up, get five, 10 people together, get, you know, grow to 20, you know, 30 people, you know, figure out, you know, did keep, keep, uh, keep an eye out for each other, of course. Like, you know, there are people who will, you know, get it. You know, some of the early networks I remember being kind of pulled into via, gambling twitter uh you know it was just an entire group of highly questionable individuals who are trying to you know get retweets from each other and you know like you know make it seem like they had you know <laughs> hugely valuable and you know uh, influential followings and it was all a ruse um so be aware of that and uh you know but anyway the um uh, the not, but yeah, having a, having a network of knowledgeable folks to ask questions and discuss things is, is extremely valuable. Uh, and Twitter is a great mechanism for doing that. Um, let's talk about information networks a little bit now, which is something that I, I hold a little bit differently. And I think is, uh, is another kind of level up here where, okay, now I have a solid network of, of, of friends and we're all at the same level. We've all got, you know, we're all kind of at the break even, uh, betting stage generally, um, but you know, like I, I want to do a little better. I want to improve my performance. I can't read every article that's out there. I can't read every tweet that's out there. I can't follow every piece of in- injury information that exists across the entire, uh, landscape. Um, but guess what? If you have 20 or 30 different eyes doing the same exercise, you can consolidate and cover ground exponentially more effectively. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, we, you know, the analogy I just made to early in the week with football, you know, uh, maybe I'm getting my information in, you know, these five places and you're getting information, maybe two of the same places, but three other ones and so, you know, so on and so on. And, you know, if you got four, five, six, 10, 20 people all working on handicapping the NFL for the following week, you know, you, you could be hitting a hundred different information sources and, like I said, that's a good way for someone to bring up like, hey, you know, I know you like the Packers this week, but here's, you know, stat X, Y, and Z. And, you know, my my power numbers actually downgraded them. Like, it's it's really good. Dissenting opinions are, like, they're not fun. It's not fun to begin with. You, you never want to be told you're wrong. But, boy, when it saves you, you know, 1.1 units, it's, it's, <laughs> good, it's, it's, it's that's my favorite time to be wrong. When I'm actually wrong and, you know, I need to be keeping something off the card because like you said, you have yeah exponential amounts of information coming in based on how many different people you're talking to, you know, about a certain sports market, what have you. Mm. <laughs> Can you think of some good examples where uh, you saw a message uh, or you saw somebody shared a tweet with you uh, and it was critically important information that wasn't absorbed by the market at large and you got a bet down because of it? I mean, we're not going to help people, but yeah. I mean, just like I can think of the national anthem. There was one. I mean, just sure. every, every national anthem I've ever bet on has been, you know, information based. It's not me like timing national anthems or something. Yeah. Like that's, that's super fun. But, oh, uh, you know, how about we had a snowboarding market once where there was a soft number we found. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I <laughs> that remember was, that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And honestly, like I would say information-based handicapping is in it, in and of itself is, you know, um, uh, aside from arbitraging, which is effectively guaranteeing profit at a smaller scale, therefore you need more liquidity. Uh, I would say the information-based handicapping is probably the next most kind of tried and true because this isn't a matter of you develop some algorithm, you develop some you know computer-based model that is subject to informing the market at large. Like if you're doing a data science that is beating the market, you know, you do it for long enough, you hit them hard enough. In fact, the harder you hit them, the faster the market is learning and incorporating your input. Like that's just, that's the reality, right? If you're hurting someone, like they're going to, you know, they're going to know, like there's no free money in this, in this uh, space. You do well, you know, you're going to, you're going to inform the market in general. That doesn't really exist when it comes to the information stuff because it literally is. No, I just knew first I was faster. Does that check out to you? Yeah, I mean, and a great example again: the Super Bowl national anthem. Great, great example. You saw the market move. People were able to get a hold of the information on the, you know, the press. Somebody made, I think, somebody made fun of me for betting based on the practice times. Like, what else is there? Like, are we get, we're going off? I, I think there was literally people that were basing it off like a, a NASCAR national anthem she did like six years ago. That's, I mean, that's silliness. Well, you know, it's proven, it's proven that once we have the, you know, the times from the rehearsal, like it's pretty good, especially when there's like a 15% difference between what's posted. And you saw what that market did. That market dropped like nuts. Same thing the year before the market was way too low on our girl. Was it Gladys? Yeah. Gladys Knight? Yeah. 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 It was like 140, it was like 147 or something stupid. She went two minutes. And again, once the uh, once the rehearsals came out, that thing flew up. Like markets yeah. like that with you know low liquidity, lower volume, lower you know, lower limits. Obviously, those markets are going to move like crazy like that. But I mean, that's that's how it goes. Like those people are going to be right, and you might have that information. But if you get it later, you're betting into a way worse market. It's not like losing a half point in the NFL. I mean, you just lost like ten seconds of the <laughs> of the national. Anthem. I think it. Lit- I think it moved nine seconds at most books. This that's, time. that sounds right. Yeah, yeah that's and full. even that every alt undercashed. Um, yeah, no, lovely. I think no. I would you okay? Now here's the next. Here's the million dollar question. Then, like, is it fair to assume that you, if you start from the ground up and you build your, you know, build out a, a knowledge based network of, of peers and you kind of curate it in a way where you all get better. Like eventually that group of people escalates to where they are coming up with valuable information uh, to help you improve your general performance. Right. Yeah. And I mean, let's just, again, let's uh, right back to the national anthem thing. Even, you know, even people, I don't want to say, I don't want to call it like a food chain, but it sort of is. I mean, even people further down are going to get that, you know, maybe yeah. they're not the first one to get that information, but if they're the second or third one, again, you're, it's, you're ahead of the market in these information-based, uh, you know, bets. And, you know, it goes back to the thing. And I think we've said this on the podcast before. It's one of the stupidest things I see people say like, Oh, we're all in this, you know, we're all in this together. It's us against, we're going to beat the bookie. We're going to beat the book where it's us against them. Like, no, it's us against us. Yeah. Like, like when, when I bet the national anthem at under two minutes and then, and then tell you about it and you bet it against, you know, under one fifty eight. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I did you a disservice by betting it first, you know, whatever it is, what it is. That's how life goes. But yeah, like anybody who's betting, even if somebody who's betting the same thing as you, they're against you because they, you know, they possibly move the market. Oh, you great segue. Great segue. Information then turns into, okay, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're talking to other advantage players. Um, Now you can understand number one maybe you have information from someone who's an advantage player in a smaller sport another sport that's not you know that that you're not spending all of your time handicapping if they're giving you you know their 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 opinion on this they're letting you know what they're getting down on on a given sport in a given week that's super valuable to you right and if you can share yeah yeah just like just like you said um back to your point you made about you know 
information coming in, even if it's not, you know, like privy to information like that, you know, we're just talking like research information or stats that you're looking at. And you said, you know, if you have a bunch of people looking at the same market and they're all looking at different places for that information, you have a whole, like an exponential amount of information coming in. The same goes for the networking. If you network with a lot of people, they're not just, you know, you know, obviously this this goes without saying, they're not just networking with you. They have completely different networks. Sure. So, exactly you know, right. so, so again, it becomes an exponential thing where, you know, I network with these 50 people and they all have, you know, their own networks and they're bringing in, you know, information and I'm bringing in information. And it's, again, it just becomes this exponential amount. Boy, we're going to say that word a lot today. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look up exponential uh synonyms right now we, <laughs> i don't know man i don't um, know if there is one but you, you know what i mean like yeah right it's just, a, it's just like a, you it's said just the, with the other expands. markets yeah, yeah. you're you're the other small your, markets yeah, right right yeah yeah if, if you're getting any and granted like one of you know what's a great way to go from 52 percent to 54 percent over the course of your year one one free winner a month like oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly a couple freebies couple low hanging you know some of the low hanging fruit like that stuff comes across your your timeline comes across your radar uh if and and you get you know, you you give it in return you hit yeah. your handicapping you're handicapping uh you know the, you're the only guy that i know that handicaps like southern conference you know college basketball and you 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 find out from somebody that oh shoot the, the starting point guard is out for this game like the total's 10 points too high right like that's a freebie Right. And similarly, like we know guys, oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, you know, some baseball information that's not widely available. Uh, you know, this, this guy's got some NFL injury information that's, that's, uh, it's insider. Like, you know, those sort of things, um, you know, tend to effectively just be freebies over the course of a season. And it's massively important to getting the bottom line into the black to have those freebies. And I mean, one of the reasons that it, you know, matters- how much fucking money I had on the puppy bowl. <laughs> I'm sure it was not small. I'm sure it was, it was small. as much as they let me at one place. But yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a freebie. Once, once a trusted person, you know, tells you like, this is who wins the puppy bowl. I mean, there's yeah. stuff like that all the time. There's, I know a lot of people who get into WrestleMania. Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people, but I know people who get into WrestleMania and, I mean, I mean, even people who don't have insider information, I mean, some of that stuff, you can just watch the moves. Sure. Like, uh, sure. I, th- I think uh, Christian Pina did a whole podcast on, on wrestling when he was doing his niche sports stuff. And it was pretty interesting because it got to the point where, you know, the, the move was the move and that's who won, where they were actually manipulating the market. So people wouldn't just know automatically who won, where there were some, there were some fake outs in the market. In, oh, for sure. uh, in in the WWE markets because it was ruining it for people. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's another one too, where you can just, that stuff's predetermined. Yeah, that's <laughs> if, you can, if you can get a freebie, if somebody knows who's going to win, I don't know the names for all of it, like hell in a cage and stuff. Yeah. Is that, sure. is that one? Sure. But yeah, no, there's, there's more, there's more than that. We're, hell we're, we're talking, yeah, we're, we're at, we're on like the extremes in the, like of the true known stuff, but even just advantage stuff in general, right? Like you know, small, you know, some, some oh, yeah, injuries, uh, injuries, yeah, a way injuries some, some props, prop stuff, um, you know, stuff that you can sprinkle into your overall portfolio that just gets you from 52 to 54. Like I, like I've, in, I sincerely believe that. Like uh, one of the reasons that it's worthwhile to have just, you know, a large amount of liquidity, like, and when I say liquidity, it's just like, how much can you get down at any given moment in any given market, right? Like one of the reasons you want a lot is so when the, when the low hanging fruit comes along, you can fire away with impunity. (laughs) And it's uh, some of that stuff doesn't come from you directly. Some of it comes from your network. And, um, and that's why an information network is exceptionally valuable, even more than just you know, and and we're we're giving specific examples related to like winning bets, but like I would go even further and say like, okay, information in terms of like, hey, this is an incredibly important article on like why defense doesn't matter in the second half of the season, why you shouldn't be using defensive statistics over the first eight weeks to try to project defensive performance of the second eight weeks, like you know, like like random bits of information that exist out there 
um, you're not going to just find it organically. Somebody, you know, presumably who you trust their opinion on is going to tell you, Hey, this was a good podcast to listen to. This was a good article to read. Right. Oh, that's a good one. I have that a lot because, you know, you only have so many time, so many hours in the day. And I mean, Preston hit that on the head. He listens to everything at two times speed. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, even at that, you can only listen, you know, I have my podcast I listen to. And honestly, I can't just listen to straight sports all the time. I have to mix it up a little or my brain just goes to mush. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there, I have a rotation of podcasts I listen to when I have time. And sometimes, you know, you or Suma, Suma is a good one. I don't, he has too much time apparently, but there's always somebody that'll, you know, bring one of those to my attention, an article or a podcast, like, Hey, you need to check this out. It's always good stuff. That's, yeah, that's what happens sure. when you, when you run into people that you trust and they, yeah. they are able to just give you good information like that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, you can just cover more ground and you can, you can distill the stuff that you're getting into the highest the highest quality tier of stuff or or like you know like i said leaving a loser off i mean the same thing goes with podcasts like we we will say that you know oh yeah like hey did you listen to this one and someone will be like don't don't waste your time you'll never get that hour back and yeah it's i mean that's you know you can say like it's not the same as losing money on a bet but time is all you got really yeah that's exactly true and um you know the the you're it's kind of the same way we were talking. Who, who were we talking to? Um, I can't remember who we were talking to. I guess it was Preston probably who was basically like, yeah, like uh, I needed some help building some model. Like I probably could have figured it out, but it would have taken me 20 hours. I pay a guy that didn't too. Right. It's the same sort of thing where you are effectively, um, you are distributing the load across a number of people to source the information. And it just gets, you know, like between everybody's contributions, you're distilling the best stuff into a smaller place and saving every one time. It's like that little bird, (laughs) the little bird and the crocodile or whatever. Yeah. Symbiotic relationship. That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. You you have your stuff that you contribute. Everyone has something they contribute. And the group as a whole is smarter to begin with. So, yeah. And again, I don't know if we really answered that. Like, um, you know how, if, if you don't have anybody, if you're, if you're, you're a lone wolf, you're listening to this. Maybe you don't even have Twitter. You don't do social media that might, which I mean, teach their own. Some people just, loathe social media but i think it's a mistake obviously this whole podcast is kind of stumping for you need to get out there and talk to other people (laughs) but you know let's say you do have a twitter account you have like six followers you've replied to like two tweets in the last six years but you you know you follow 500 people and you you read a lot of information you know that it's a it's a sort of networking in a in a in a lighter sort of manner i guess you're taking in a bunch of information you're not maybe contributing any, you know, what, what would be your move from there? You know, you, you can't just be like, Hey, can oh, I be man. your friend? You know, can I be your yeah, friend? No, this sure, is a hard sure, question sure. to ask. And I think well, maybe, we, we maybe, know a guy, we know a guy that had an advantage model for a small conference in college basketball and the WNBA. And he just hammered on doors until he got through to the right people. Right. I mean, like, yeah. you know, they, cause, cause guess what? If you have an advantage model, in a market that you can only get, you know, kind of a certain num, you know, a certain level of limits on, you know, that that your potential for you know realizing gains in that is small. You almost certainly need to level up to where you are doing origination for a for a broader entity, yeah. for lack of a better term. And yeah, you know, we I, I think you know like the only example I can think of off the top of my head, guy out of pretty much out of nowhere. You know, just banging down doors and saying, you know, hey, look, I have, I have stuff. Like, what, do, what do you want to see? Like, how do I present these results? Like, here's the Z scores for these plays that I actually bet. Like, these are, these are the, you know, these are the model oh, results. I haven't done my yeah. Z score at all this year. I kind of want to do that right now, but oh, uh, yeah, you're just gonna, you're just, you're just gonna kick back and have a scotch at that point. You, you, yeah, you know, I know your number's <laughs> not is, is gonna, it, it yeah, it's gonna be. be it might not solid. be as good as last year, but it'll be fun. Um, I digress. Again, I still don't know if we answered the question, though. I think may, I'm just trying to, like, we don't have an answer for this. I don't think we didn't really do. We don't rehearse these. These no, are just conversations not. we have. I think, you know, if, if you have people you follow that you think are smart, 
if they're, you know, if they, maybe if they write articles, start asking questions about their articles, you know, you have to put yourself out there. Like you said about the guy, sure, pounding, sure. the guy pounding on the doors, you know, don't be the annoying guy, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to reply to a bunch of people. You're going to have to tweet. You're going to have to maybe write your own articles and put them out there or post your power numbers, post some information. You got to get a conversation going somehow, some way. That That is a great point. That, I think that's, you nailed that's it. How that's how it has you to nailed be. It. That, yeah, why, I, why, why did you start a Twitter? Why did I? The same kind of, same kind of fucking thing. It, almost mm-hmm. like, almost exactly for that purpose, even though I didn't know why I was doing it at the time. Well, I, I eventually did know because like I've told this before, this is my second Twitter because my first one was like, you know, a personal one where there's, you know, people I know <laughs> and, and I'm said, well, I'm going to make a second one. So and now we're full the, circle. <laughs> yeah. So although, although, yeah, that one has like a hundred followers, but you know, that, that one, I didn't want people in my real life seeing me, you know, send replies to a tennis capper in Australia. Shout out tennis blood. <laughs> That was yeah. one of the first ones I had to reply to. Oh, you know, like good, asking yeah. asking tennis betting questions. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna build a burner for this. And that's the account I have now. Nice. So but, you but know, yeah, but I put, you, I put but, myself out there and then I started talking to you, and then we, you know, the rest is history, as they yeah, say. I, yeah, and I think the the model wasn't obvious to me. I just need I just knew that you weren't gonna get anything out of anyone unless it was pretty obvious that you were serious and that you were taking it seriously and that you were affect, you know, like for lack of a better cliche, you were doing it for the right reasons, I guess. Like you kind of need to, that's a good point. You kind of need to prove that somehow. Uh, And I think the best way to do that is to just build an organic audience and not do, you know, not do scammy bullshit. And uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know, uh, a better way to, I didn't know a better way to do it at the time at all than just like posting picks, posting my picks. And that's the thing, and like you said, people be love serious about it. Like you, you were serious <laughs> about trying to, trying to win with your tennis picks. You were serious about yeah. trying to improve. Like, you, yeah. you know, if you're listening to this and be like, well, I just want a network to give me free winners and, yeah. you know, tell me how to do everything like that. That's, I mean, it's just like everything else in life. You're not going to get something for free. So like how did like, you, like uh, you said, like you said, be serious, yeah. you know, you have to be serious about improving your craft. So you have something to offer. You know, people yeah. aren't just going to be like, Hey, let's, uh, we're bringing this guy into a network just so we can feed him winners. He's, he's useless. He doesn't do yeah. anything. Like, yeah. you, you know, you have to at least, you know, be yeah, somewhat you, useful you need, exactly. you have to prove you your usefulness to, yes. by, and like, like you said, posting your, posting your picks, putting together some power numbers, asking yeah. other people about their, you know, and make yeah. it something you're interested in. Yeah. You need to figure out your added value. I think for Andy, you, well, your added value at first in the chat was you were funny as shit, right? Like it was like, I put you in the tennis chat we had because I was like, your comments were hysterical. I didn't know if you were actually handicapping or betting games at all. I was just like, these are really good jokes and other people would appreciate this, right? Like wow. you need to be, you need to present some kind of added value. I thought I was a sharp tennis capper. This hurts. I'm just, I'm just finding this out now. Even, I don't like even, for, <laughs> you weren't no, even giving was, an opinion other than saying what was bad, which I thought actually was true. Yeah, no, I was, Correct. Yeah, yeah, I was just, like, that's uh, a bad play. That's a bad play. Like, yeah, like that was <laughs> no, but the joke. I was made the dissenting opinion. <laughs> yeah, the jokes made it very funny. Next thing you know, you're yeah. So, so other than other than being uh, the the co-host of a well listened to podcast, how do how do you get followers? How did you? Oh, get I just I just bought them. <laughs> like you can just buy a miner all like if you look you can see like 90 percent of miner in bangladesh you're not you're not being serious though i know no 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 yeah, i haven't yeah. i haven't run that for a while but they i mean they cleared <laughs> twitter <laughs> twitter cleared that do you remember that when people are dropping like oh, 10, I do. Yeah, yeah, followers yeah. oh i do i remember yeah, yeah yeah i do remember that 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 and i do think that that is relatively widespread across gambling twitter um even even a- after the purge so to speak, I still think there are a lot of people who um, maybe they got their first 10,000 followers that way and the rest mm-hmm. was, you know, organic after that or they'd pay for a promoted account or something like that at Twitter. Like that that wouldn't surprise me at all. And that's well, one I mean, strategy, I guess. But I guess think about why you follow accounts. Like you follow, you follow, yeah. again, It's it goes to the exact same thing. There's added value. Yeah. I follow, yeah. I follow accounts who show value, you know, like that's, a, yes, that's exactly correct. I'm, I'm going to take something away or at words, or like you said, I just follow a few just cause they're funny. Yeah. Like, 
or or in uh, hand job for Ewoks account. Like he's he's not as funny as he used to be. But hey, uh, that's just, his third mention on the detail. I know. I, I just feel bad for him at this point because he's so old. <laughs> yeah, it is his third mention. But no, it goes like you said, and right back to what I said earlier. Post your power numbers, post your plays, post some short write-ups, write some articles, do something, do anything that somebody else might think is valuable, even if they're just going to come on and tell you why it's wrong. That's another way to learn. Yeah, I had someone out of the blue tag me in a post that they had written basically an article and it had a very interesting graph associated with it that was like, Hey, this is, I've been tracking my performance based on something that I heard somewhere. I don't know if they actually said it was because of what they heard on our pot or if it was just somewhere else they heard it. They were like, yeah, this is uh, this is this chart I made of my performance. And it basically showed units going up. And like, I thought I was good at this and units going down and I wanted to quit. And like, it was just like a great infographic of sort of like the career, you know, first year arc of, uh, you know, somebody taking this seriously. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Good. That's, that's, that's useful. And that, that earns a follow. And like, I want to see what else you're going to add now. Right. Like, or, Oh, I wrote this medium. You know, you can write an article on medium if you have a Twitter account and it goes up, up into the space and it's, it is a bona fide will always be there. Like, uh, you know, piece of written content and, uh, and that sort of stuff. If you have something interesting and you tag a couple people in it, or if you, uh, if you, you know, DM to people and, you know, get like, like an honest opinion, do I have the chops for writing in this space? You know, like you, you know, you, you, you should get some feedback if it's worthwhile and that, uh, you know, that can help you, you know, get off the ground. Um, you know, I, and yeah, you don't have to like, you know, we have a website that we like and it's not, I mean, what is it like a hundred dollars a year? I, it's not very much, you know, but it's still like, it's something it costs money. Like you don't even have to do that. Yeah. You, you can, like you said, medium is mediums free. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you can just, you know, you can just straight up use medium and it, it's completely free. If you have a Twitter account, there's, yeah. I'm sure there's other free blog posts, you, you know, ways to blog for free without paying to set up a website. You know, yeah. That's a great way to do things. I started doing some stuff before we started our website. I know a lot of do people you, use medium. Yeah, I do too. Um, do you think, uh, and, and I guess like, here's like kind of the million dollar question. Um, fastest, easiest way to grow a Twitter profile is to post free picks and not suck at that. Yeah. I mean that people like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's probably slowly killing my edge, but yeah. Such it's a trade-off, life. though. I don't yeah, you're, care. Gi- you're giving a, you're giving that up though to build the network. I think that's a trade-off, yeah, and it's fun talking to people. That's the way I viewed it, at least. Plus, it's, which it's which, which enough, goes to maybe it's maybe a small one enough of footprint. How are you? You know, you're not really giving away that much of an edge that quickly. No, no, no. I, I'm not super worried about every one of my edges drying up overnight, but no, uh, posting, posting what you're playing. People are interested in that. Like I said, that was the first people I followed on Twitter. When you're, when you're newer in the space, that is what you're going to follow. And that's, I mean, that's what you might get, but eventually those sort of people do turn into, you know, some of them will turn into better, betters, maybe an advantage betters. And it can be people you end up meeting and talking to about some of this stuff or chatting with occasionally, and I guess just, you know, other, just don't be a dick. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't, I'm, if you, if you're just a snot nosed little, don't keyword, delete plays, don't like falsify records. Don't uh, try to promote some small sample size successes as uh, you know, some indicator of, of long-term success. Like there's, yeah, there are a handful of, of, of brutal, you know, of red flags that will get you uh, summarily dismissed by the, uh, you know, the people that matter. I might have been you. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, just just generally, don't be a shithead. <laughs> I mean that that goes a long way. Like yeah, you can tell, you right. can tell when people are just like they think they're smarter than everybody, and like yeah, people like that, yeah. I, like people, you know, there's it's not like no one's going to talk to somebody like that, but right? Right. It, it lowers your chances of people talking to you, like, right? Don't don't no, go don't, after don't be like, a kiss ass, but yeah. I mean, be nice. But on, yeah, and and don't don't go after like someone who's relatively well respected in the space. Uh, and and come at come at their neck because they uh, they consistently win golf outrights and they're and they're they're out, they're allocating risk across multiple players. Um, that's that's a <laughs> yeah. poor as a poor example of, of how to build a social network. That's uh, a good also, way to have the, creeping the creeping on mob women, come after you. Cre- creeping on women, 
another a very uh very easy way to uh uh, squander any kind of positive oh reputation in this space. So we yeah. should, t- yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're all we're making a joke about one person here, but at the same time, don't be creepy with the girls on here. Come on, seriously. There's, there's seriously. only like there's only like ten of them in the whole space, and seriously. most of them are pretty nice. Like, don't don't be a creep ass. Yes, it would be nice if there was more broad, broader inclusion across uh, across genders in gambling Twitter. Uh, but I don't know if that's ever possible because of the attitude of some of the uh, some of the creeps out there. But that's beside the point. Um, the yeah, just don't be a shithead is a very fair, very very fair advice. And how you you know how you uh, uh, conduct yourself on social media in general. Um, okay, uh, how about uh, then? Uh, just any kind of tips or thoughts or. Uh, like, okay, you, you probably get questions all the time. Like, Hey, like, uh, you know, like I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to bet on credit. Like I want to, I want to paper it out. Like, how do I get one? Right. That's not, that is <laughs> not, not a, it's not a great question for, for folks like us. Uh, and yeah, I'm not there's a, a lot of reasons why. Um, but there is a, there is a mechanism by which, you know, if you are good at this, if you are good at math, if you are, uh, you know, if you can um, quantify your edge, if you can demonstrate uh, having bet into markets and had, you know, have positive, both a positive ROI and meaningful CLV, and I and you you should be able to demonstrate those things. Like those are that's effectively how you would put together what I would qualify as like a a player resume, right? Yeah. And if you can put those sort of things together, you probably would be valuable to, you know, someone who has a different role in the industry, right? Like, and basically what we're talking about is if you're an originator, how, I guess, how do you define someone who's an originator? Uh, I mean, that's just, you come up with your own plays. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. I mean, you, you, you have found an edge in a particular market and you're playing those edges and not only, you know, are you, likely first to market with some of it but it's you have a lot of clv the markets generally trend your way you you show i mean you should show clv you should show roi and you should be able to do it consistently and have a good z score at the end of a a, a decent sample size yeah that's all that's all completely reasonable completely reasonable um and you're you, would you say that uh, we qualify as originators, like that's kind of our role in the space at this point. I don't know. Your football is kind of shitty this year. <laughs> no, why I know. I why just football? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the posted stuff. We had the, the secret VIP whale plays were good. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know how we like in football. You know, I think we do okay. I think there's a lot of people a lot better than us at the NFL. That's such a I tough market. Yeah, but I definitely, I, I think our basketball does well enough to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know that that and uh, our Olympics betting. Oh man, just get out of yeah. It's women's World Cup. Oh my God. Like uh, find me a better originator for Women's World Cup plays. Um, the uh, I'm being somewhat tongue in cheek. I had a seventeen percent um, ROI on the Women's World Cup. So. Oh, wow! What happened? Did you get some back at the end? Because it was we were doing a lot better than that for a while. I, I, I bet on I bet on if a woman would take her shirt off. Oh, that was probably a poor play. Yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah that, that was a bad. Took play. some of my money. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Um, okay, uh, but yeah, I mean, like there there are people who's you know who are, you know kind of the movers and shakers that you would want to do business in the space that uh, um, they they need good advantage plays they need a, they need originators who are developing uh you know winning action and it's not an easy kind of there's no uh you know there's no um recruiter out there who's finding those people and putting them together with you know with uh movers and with syndicates that can get large amounts of money down on some small market stuff so you basically you basically have to build a network to even get to that level in general um but uh but that's the thing that's like the kind of the, the top the top level of uh of most of the sports betting space as far as i can tell you yeah we know people who you know bet into a lot of accounts I'm this interested. isn't to say that uh, this isn't to say you couldn't be an advantage player in something like the NFL and completely exist on an island. 
I'm yeah, sure that there thing. are a lot of people that can do that. Yeah, um, people, and, people if, that if it's, need, a, if it's yeah. a major market. Yeah. I mean, cause like, that's like, if you, yeah, like, the, if NFL, you're good the at, NFL is a different, a whole different beast. You can get is. down, you can get down as much as you want in the NFL, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, you're never going to run into a situation. I don't think in the NFL where you're just banging your head against the wall, but you can't get the liquidity you want. I w- I mean, maybe, maybe if you're at the very top level and you're trying to, you know, basically take the risk out of it and you literally want, you know, so much on either side at before and after the line moves that you're, that you're basically making risk-free bets like that at that level, maybe you do need help, but for sure. Uh, you know, I think there are probably a lot of people who can beat some of these highly liquid markets that can exist on an Island. And this podcast was a few. <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you're worried, if you can't get enough down on NFL get a bookmaker account, Jesus, it take like 50,000 <laughs> yeah. on a side. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe even with three bets. Remind me to tell you a story after we wrap this on that, that I learned at uh, probably the mo- most valuable story. I got the whole, the whole, uh, the whole conference. Jesus Christ, um, what are you doing right now? He's like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you a story off the yeah, air. Off the air. The most valuable um, thing I've ever learned won't be recorded. <laughs> Must be super secret. I'll tell everybody. Oh, Don't my worry. God, it is. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, um, no, we go the, full circle. Sloan, yeah. Sloan was yeah, you know, it was just it was, another it, way. Yeah. Like, that's granted, a, that's you know, a, maybe another thing. Go to, you know, Sloan, yeah. go, go to, to March Madness, go to Sloan, March go to Madness yeah, in go, Vegas. Go to, to yeah, Vegas. There, there are a number of number of opportunities uh, where people are getting together for uh, you know for handicapping networks. And um, shoot, man, I made friends with a bunch of people who met in the chat of a YouTube show, right? Like the live YouTube stream that SBR did. Like there's like a whole network of people that just know each other from chatting together in that in you know on a YouTube show uh, and. Like they go to Vegas every year together for the Breeders' Cup, like 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 uh, clockwork, like thirty guys, like that sort of stuff is you know is a meaningful way to build a, a network of like-minded people for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so just come come chat in the Periscope and, and see who else is chatting on the uh, on the deep dive halftime Periscopes. Come come drop some comments, uh, and uh, the other people that are in there with comments, guess what? They like the same stuff you like. <laughs> I, pr- I pretty much promise it. Uh, and so I guess kind of final thought just about the podcast and about sort of, you know, the, the networking aspect of this. And yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Meeting, meeting people in person does hundred percent change the general strength of a network. I think like it's pretty easy to kind of come and go if it's just a digital presence. And I think meeting people is pretty important, especially if it's people you're, you know, talking about doing like legitimate business just, you know, deals with effectively. Um, and yeah, that was, you know, that, that was a, a valuable experience for me for sure. At Sloan got to meet, uh, got to meet pizza. Uh, I got to meet spanky, um, handful of people that I've known of and known, you know, heard about, uh, over a long period of time that are, you know, relatively private that, uh, that were there that I got to meet and, and, and shake hands with, um, our buddy, Ed Fang, Dr. Dr. Fang, uh, who will be coming on for, uh, some college basketball talk later this, uh, later this season, organized. Uh, fantastic dinner for a number of uh, higher, you know, some some folks who uh, were used talk, you know, useful talking to. I got to meet uh, Rufus, um, and then uh, yeah, I mean, like the, the really the whole entire experience was really much more about like dinner and dinner and cocktails and stuff like that with the people who are kind of associated with uh, sports betting and and analytic side of things and and modeling and uh, kind of that focus uh, was was absolutely worth the worth meeting all of those folks and and having you know having real face-to-face conversations because um you know i think it by you know in a lot of ways it helps uh kind of uh broaden your understanding and uh, you know and just you know people that you can uh you know look look to in the future for guidance advice and you know opportunities so it was worth it and uh i'm for sure going to push to try to have us do a a live, uh, live, live recorded podcast episode there next year. Cause I think, uh, for sure I would, it would be worth going back and, and doing it all again. So with that, yeah, I will be there next year. Probably won't buy a ticket again, but I will definitely be, I'll definitely be there. Although maybe you have to buy a ticket if you want to actually have, uh, yeah, probably, probably actually have to buy a ticket Screw if you want to have a live, live recorded podcast. This um, is... anyway, it was good. Yeah. Man. 
plus, I got to meet our, we, I got to meet our buddy Eric, Eric uh, D1 player uh, from our from our friend friendly chat. He was there with uh, some of his folks from DraftKings. I was just uh, I, I almost said to, fan yeah. I wasn't sure who he worked for. I didn't want to yeah. say it. It's DraftKings, yeah. yes. Yeah, there's been a whole there's been a whole bunch of uh, of folks I've had conversations with on site about sports betting stuff who I ran into there and, and got to shake hands with and or or bump bump fist or bump elbows with because obviously we were all being very conscientious of the current uh, uh, spread of uh, the coronavirus. I've but, heard it's like chicken pox that you just want to get it and get it over with. <laughs> We're not spreading disinformation on this podcast. I'm not a hundred. Well, I don't know if that's even disinformation. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy at the airport licking the handrails. <laughs> oh my God, dude. My God. I'm not scared. Um, yeah, that's not, it's not the point though. I know it's, it's still about, pretty, still pretty it's not gross. The point. Yeah. No people, young, young, healthy people like us, really. That's not the point. Like, you know, if you get it, you can spread it more easily and, uh, you know, if there's, a, you know, if the, if the concentration of infected people, uh, you know, can break the back of the, you know, the capability of the medical staff to handle this stuff, then, you know, there's going to be people who need ventilators and hospital beds and there's not going to be access for that sort of stuff. So stay healthy. Don't Especially if you're drugs. old or super young. And if you're super young, why are you listening to this? You can't gamble. <laughs> so get out there and network your ass off. Find okay. some, find some people that like you. I like it. Go make Any other thoughts. final thoughts on this? And just don't be a shithead. God, I, you shouldn't have to say this, but there's just so many awful people in the world. Yeah. Like well, I could be mean and snarky, but I try to keep it. I try to keep it tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the people that we've gotten to network with via this podcast is been the, um, that's been the plus EV, uh, part of the whole, uh, doing a podcast experience beyond just forcing myself to be accountable and becoming a better player through the first year we did this. I thought everyone we've talked to, uh, you know, in in terms of interviewing before and after those sort of stuff, like, you know, like that, that's, that's really, that's been the plus, uh, the plus EV that's come out of doing this podcast for sure. You know what you just did there? What's that? Because we don't get paid to do this. You know what you just said? What's that? Maybe the real paycheck is the friends who made along the way. <laughs> Except you said it in like 500 words, but no, let's, uh, let's cut this. <laughs> yeah. This was just kind of uh, we didn't really know where this one was going to go. Sponsored by a, friends we made along the way. It's a, you know, this is a conversation <laughs> we wanted to have. Cause I think a lot of people like just, you know, we talk about our tennis chat that we've been in for years and years. I'm like, how do I start? Yeah. I mean, just find some people you like and start, I mean, even like the final closing thought, even if you talk to like three or four people on Twitter and maybe they're not advantage players and they're kind of in the same spot as you and none of you has a big following, you know, start a little chat with four or five people because, you know, what if one of those people ends up, you know, networking their way into somebody smarter and then, you know, you can add to your little crew and then it just, that's how it works. Like everything is again, exponential you know the the more people you talk to the better chance you have of running into somebody with some useful information so even if even if you think your your stupid little group chat sucks to begin with it's it has a good chance of working its way into something better with time yep 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 yep. and uh quality filter is pretty important too but you 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 know if you're starting something organically like you'll figure that out yourself so word all right man good job talk to you on wednesday we got uh we'll do a little uh finally circle back on some nfl talk i can't wait uh very 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 excited uh hopefully uh the world has not ended by wednesday i think we'll be all right my wife went to costco today and she said it was pretty reasonable there (laughs) minnesota hasn't got the crazy costco fever yet i haven't checked on the markets today but i'm sure i'm sure there are I'm sure the paper was getting all... hit. I don't understand that still. Toilet Why are people doesn't make like, sense either. It makes no sense. People are like hoarding water. Do they, do they think there's going to be like an earthquake that comes with this? Like I had the, that same conversation line? with my wife. I don't get like, the water. Why are you hoarding paper? water? Like hoard, you know, do you hoard Gatorade? And actually, I mean, if, if I'm going to give one useful piece of information about this, the whole, you know, COVID, should we say COVID-19 or are we just going coronavirus? Sure. COVID-19 is fine. I mean, if you, if you have kids or if you maybe take care of an elderly person, have some stuff on hand for them. 
Like I yeah. listened oh, to a yeah, podcast sure. with a doctor and she said, like, if you have kids, have some fever reducer and have some like Pedialyte on hand. And that seemed like good advice just in case they do get ill. You have some stuff to keep them hydrated and keep their fever down. Like that stuff. If you're going to hoard something, grab some of that stuff right now, just to make sure you have it when you need it. Yeah. And sure you enough. know, old people can drink Pedialyte too. Get some, yeah. get some insure. <clears throat> yeah. I like it. Uh, I haven't checked on haven't checked on the markets today, but I'm sure they're acting completely rationally, right? I think they're fine. I don't know. Okay. All right. Good stuff. I'm long on oil. <clears throat> As of when? <laughs> oh, it's been it's been a while. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sure those positions haven't been liquidated at all. Um, all right, man. <laughs> I'll talk to you Wednesday. 